It's finally here. Welcome to Do It With Dan, entrepreneurial philanthropist, public speaker and author, creator of the Beyond Intention Paradigm. Here is your host, Daniel Mengena. Hello and welcome to another edition of the podcast. I'm your host. Well, obviously you know who I am because you're tuning into my podcast. I would like to introduce... So I got to be a guest on... <laughs> I got to be a guest on Alexandra's podcast, what, a month ago? Two months ago? When did we, when did we speak? Um, we connected like a month ago Yeah, something like that. And um, I was like, oh, you're really cool. Let's definitely come and have you on the show because she's doing some really cool things. So I'm going to let her tell you who she is and what she does. Then we're going to dive into it. And you guys are going to get to be a fly on the wall with me being a nosy Parker and finding out as much (laughs) as I can in the time to come. So without further bedoodles, please let the people know who you are and what you do. Yeah. So my name is Alexandra Skinner Walsh. I'm a licensed mental health counselor in the state of Iowa. Um, and I, I don't know, I have a group practice. So, um, I have myself and I also have, uh, three other clinicians and looking to expand, um, and, and really just love working with women and moms and the LGBTQ community and survivors of Mm -hmm. abuse. Those are really the areas that I really love to tackle and um, Mm -hmm. work with. Mm -mm -mm. And one of the things I loved is that the, when we first spoke was the excitement with which you talk about actually serving these people, because I think all too often, People are like, oh, yeah, so I've got a practice and it does this. And this was my revenue last year. But for you, it's like, I get to help these people and they get to do good things. Like, even when you're talking about bringing in more people to expand your business, it doesn't feel like, oh, I need to increase the profitability. It's more like, yes, we get to, like, serve more people and help them and change their lives. Did you wake up like that or did you get more amazing as time went on? Um, you know, I've, I've worked with a lot of clinicians. I've worked with a lot of therapists and a lot of them just always knew they were going to be therapists. They just kind of always had that calling and kudos to them. I did not. Mm. So for me, <laughs> I, I, I'm going to be real honest with you. I was in high school and I'm like, I hate psychology. This stuff is stupid. I got my own problems, whatever. Right. And I got to college and I'll, I, through some random series of events, I met this nurse and he was telling you about his life and what he enjoyed. Nothing about therapy, nothing about like career paths, just about him. And I literally left uh, the hospital and was like, do you know what? I'm taking a leave of absence and I'm going to become a therapist. And that's what I'm going to do. And I haven't. <laughs> and I've loved every single moment of it. And since I knew what I wanted to do and that I loved it. Yeah. I've loved it ever since, but I haven't <laughs> known this was going to be my path. <laughs> so I love that. It was like, oh, I don't want to do that. This is dumb. Oh my God. This is my calling. How many people, <laughs> right? How many people, are staring down the face of their calling and judging it when they haven't even really given it given it a chance because yeah. you kind of looked at it from one angle, right, as psychology. And then when you got to look at it through another angle, angle of having real conversations, like, oh my God, this is my thing. Yeah, yeah. And then I mm-hmm. was in grad school and I heard about this. Um, there's a psychologist, his name's Irving Yalom, and he talks about this uh, concept of the, this wounded traveler and that sometimes the best people to help us through really dark, difficult times are the people who have had their own difficulties in life and have are just a little bit ahead of us on the path to healing. And mm. so they're able to walk alongside us through that journey. Mm. And that really mm. hit me. I'm like, that's what makes, I think, somebody an effective, not just therapist, but like an effective mm-hmm. leader. 
because we can find healing in all types of places, not just mental health mm. or therapy. Mm. Um, and I, I find that so powerful. And I think that's something mm-hmm. that's grounded me throughout my career is just this, this is that that's what it is. It's about healing mm-hmm. and it's about walking alongside somebody um, through mm-hmm. a really challenging, difficult time. Mm, that's beautiful. Speaking of which, <laughs> we're not having the uh, easiest walk in the park as a global collective of communities. <laughs> oh, no. And it's not funny at all, but I'm laughing because it's not funny. It's like there's just so much things happening. <laughs> yeah. How are you finding uh, supporting people navigating all of the the stuff going on in the world right now? It's been really interesting from multiple different perspectives and multiple different areas. So in terms of um, like working with my clients, I, I mm. am, I definitely come from like the feminist perspective. I think talking about these things in our culture and our environment and politics is really important because they do impact our mental health. They do impact mm. the way we experience the world and the way we experience interactions with others. And so mm. I think that that has been a really helpful space to provide people to process through some of these thoughts and feelings that they've been having as things are unfolding um, in the world. Mm. And then also being able to give the space to say, well, what can we do about it? Um, Mm. And being able to, to figure out where they're at and what they're capable of um, Mm. advocating for or adjusting or changing in their own life to create a world that looks like the one that they deserve to have. Um, Mm. From the perspective of working with other therapists, it's been really interesting. I mean, across communities and cultures and um, states and I mean, across it all to hear these differences and to watch the profession um, fumble with this of what Mm. do we do about uh, politics in the therapy room? Because so often Mm. in our education, it's very much be a blank slate and don't bring up politics. You don't talk about these things (laughs) in therapy. Don't cross that line. And yet that line needs to be crossed. And there's a Mm. lot more therapists coming forward saying, you know, therapy is political and Mm -hmm. and it is something that has to be addressed in the therapy room. And to not address it is to do a disservice to our clients and to our community. Mm. I love that. So we're we're basically saying let's quit sort of pussyfooting around these things, which isn't serving anyone. Right. And meet it head on, but meet it head on constructively and put, you know, structures yeah. and frameworks in place to actually do so effectively. Does that make sense? Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. Exactly. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Instead of yeah, beating around the bush and hoping it all gets <laughs> sorted out. Uh, yeah, being more direct about it, but also with some mm-hmm. compassion and in a mm-hmm. space where you can ask hard questions or ask uncomfortable questions and explore different um thought patterns or beliefs or ways that you were raised or Mm -hmm. um, experiences that you've had in a way that's safe. Mm. What are your thoughts on, um, this might be an uncomfortable one. What are your thoughts on like the the rising tide of coaches and pseudo therapists that have been popping up? I think a bit like weeds. Yeah, that is so interesting. I have been honestly grappling with what I think about that myself (laughs) over the last few, few, I don't know, um, months now, 
uh, mainly because mm-hmm. I've had a lot of people reach out to me from other states saying, hey, you have this specialty and I really want to work with you. But mm-hmm. with licensure, you can only practice in the state that you're licensed. Mm-hmm. So I'm not licensed mm-hmm. in all the states. I'm only mm-hmm. licensed in one. And so I mm-hmm. can't provide um, any mm-hmm. level of therapy or coaching to someone in another state. Um, mm-hmm. And so on the one hand, I think coaching can be really helpful and beneficial because you can get access to, um, it's not therapy. It's a very Mm -hmm. fine line, but you know, Mm -hmm. help from somebody that does have knowledge and experience in something that would benefit you specifically. Um, Mm -hmm. on the other hand, coaching doesn't have the level of structure that therapy does. Mm -hmm. The therapy has guidelines and you have to meet certain requirements and you have to stay Mm -hmm. up to date on CE continued educations and you have to maintain, Mm -hmm. you know, all these things and make sure you're practicing Mm -hmm. within these guidelines. Mm -hmm. Coaching doesn't have any of that. So you, you have some really great coaches out there who have, who function in these guidelines, um, on their own because they just choose mm-hmm. to, but you also have other people who are just like, I'm a coach <laughs> and, mm-hmm. and they don't necessarily have the additional training. They don't necessarily, mm-hmm. um, practice ethically. Um, mm-hmm. and so I, I think it would be beneficial if there were more guidelines around coaching, cause I can see the benefits mm-hmm. of it. Mm-hmm. I think it's kind of like you guys being held to a higher standard. Does yeah. that? Yeah. Um, I mean, I've had this where, People have tried to sneak through my door, for example, with mental health issues, right? Mm-hmm. Or, or challenges that do, I feel, require more professional sure. support. And um, they've just not really been able to, to, to get that here because I'm not qualified right. to give them right. that. So it's been, it's been interesting to see that and this is not me judging people in the field that I operate in, but people that are like, I'll work with anyone. Well, yeah. you know, it's so like my paperwork's got really strict things like, hey, I'm not a licensed therapist. I don't do this, I don't do that. If you have challenges of this nature, then we need some, some professional support. I have got licensed people in different parts of the world who have certain qualifications that I can come in for more like, um, I don't want to start grading things and judging it, but things that aren't necessary. If someone's got, you know, um, they've been hospitalized for something, for example, and they've got, you know, real challenges that need a bit more hands-on support. I'm doing a disservice by stepping into that space. Whereas if someone's like, Hey, maybe they've got a touch of depression or they've got some anxiety. uh, Still, I think it's important to have professional support to bolster up serving that person at the highest level but that i feel i agree with this should be clearer lines i think especially when we're dealing with challenges that are served more by having a more structured support system yeah yeah i definitely Mm. agree i think those because there's a there's benefits to coaches and coaching Mm -hmm. it's just yeah if those you're hoping that people are functioning like you right that have those that have (laughs) it real clear for themselves and for their clients Mm. of what those boundaries are and what those Mm. lines are and when when the coach's time is no longer appropriate for that client Mm -hmm. and when extra support Mm. is needed um Mm. but that's not required I mean, Mm -hmm. nobody's following up on you, making sure you're doing it right. Right. I mean, you just are. Um, Mm -hmm. And so I think being able to have more of that could be really beneficial to everyone, honestly. 
Mm, I agree. I agree. Yeah, it's just great to to be able to have that dialogue because yeah, I I got really 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 concerned when I've seen a couple of people who have, for example, been diagnosed with something, mm-hmm. and they're like, oh, you know, I'm gonna go and see my shaman about it. Yeah. Like, okay, great. Mm-hmm. But maybe you wanna get some some professional support to bolster that and this isn't about fear or making things wrong it's just giving yourself the best bet at winning exactly (laughs) the best bet at winning and for me like for example even like my diagnosis of asperger's came from working with a licensed professional Mm -hmm. and i continue to always make sure that somewhere in my field there's some experience of me continuing to get that level of support because it just keeps the statistical probability of the win a lot higher. I don't know. That's just, yeah, that's just definitely. Me, I just to, mm-hmm. Yeah. Being able to have that two, two, two or more things working in combination that are, mm-hmm. I mean, the more you can target it, whatever the it is, I mean, yeah, the <laughs> yeah. more likely you are to have a win for sure. Yeah. Go see a shaman, do the things, but, Yeah, you know, have some, have some bolstering of that. Exactly. You know? Right. A little combo yeah, there. Yeah. <laughs> one punch, two punch. No, one, two punch. Yeah, that's one. I'm not a boxer. Anyway. I'm not either. Let's talk about, <laughs> let's talk about, you know, things that people can do perhaps every day to strengthen up their capacity to perhaps win a bit more when it comes to keeping their mental health. So the biggest thing that I've seen um, mm-hmm. across the board through personal and professional experiences is this, what I call rewriting the script. So mm-hmm. we are all, the minute we pop out of the womb and somebody says, it's a boy or it's a girl, right? We're given a script, it's handed to us, right? Of what mm-hmm. the world, our world should be like, what we should act like, how we should function, how we should talk, how we should look, how we should mm-hmm. dress, what we should like, what we shouldn't like, where we should live, where we shouldn't live. I mean, mm-hmm. all across the board, you're given this this script of the way your life should go. And mm-hmm. so often that script is given to us well-intentioned, sometimes, mm-hmm. a lot of times unintentionally, and mm-hmm. it's wrong. It's not mm-hmm. meant for us. And, mm-hmm. and so we find ourselves in this battle with ourselves of saying, that's, these pieces don't match. These pieces mm-hmm. of the script I was given doesn't match where I'm really longing to go and where I would really flourish if I went. And so being able to recognize what is the script I've been given and then giving Mm -hmm. yourself compassion about what that has meant for your life. Maybe it has meant some grieving, maybe it has meant some loss or anger, maybe it has Mm -hmm. um, put you in situations that have been really awful, right? Maybe it's put you in situations Mm -hmm. that have been really wonderful, Um, Mm -hmm. but then being able to give yourself permission to rewrite it and do it differently Mm. and make the script your own rather than continuing to Mm -hmm. try and fit into the one you were given. So living life in your own terms. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) It can be so freeing, but so hard (laughs) to do. But I think the payoff is so much sweeter when you've, you've put a bit of work in to it. And this isn't me advocating like, 
self-harming yourself through personal development that's not what I'm saying but (laughs) but certainly when a race is harder for it just feels more lovely and yummy so this is more to encourage people that are perhaps going through a more challenging upheaval towards that win more challenges in order to get to the other side of rewriting that script that actually the payoff is is worth it so keep going rather than yeah I can't do it you know this is too hard and blah 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 get the support get the help and go keep going for it Exactly. And I, and when you rewrite the script, mm-hmm. people are, you're going to upset people, right? Like, <laughs> it's it's going to happen. I think that's a piece we don't talk about is like, yes, you're going to have your own internal strip battles with, okay, how do I live authentically in this, mm-hmm. this script and how do I identify what's authentic to me? But then you're changing, right? It requires you to change. And part of mm-hmm. change is ruffling feathers, Mm-hmm. Right? It's people are going to be upset. There are going to people who mm-hmm. aren't going to understand that aren't going to approve that aren't mm-hmm. going to like what you're mm-hmm. doing or who you're becoming that mm-hmm. those things are not indicators that you should stop though. Mm-hmm. They're just indicators of somebody else's experience. Mm-hmm. And that oftentimes we take those as indicators of why this is not the right path for us when that's not necessarily true. How does someone get beyond sort of giving that? Because I, I kind of view that as giving giving my power away, like giving people other people the keys to drive my car, the pen to write my story. What are some ways that people could actually bring that power back and actually let go of this propensity to give our power away in this, this nature? Yeah. There are so many different ways I think people can practice that. So it's really figure out what way is best for them. So, and I think it's targeting how they respond, right? So is it Mm. that when they get that negative feedback from somebody else, is it that they continue on their path, but they're constantly Mm -hmm. beating themselves up internally about it? Is Mm -hmm. it that they stop right away and they turn around and they run back and they say, don't screw that. Never mind. Horrible mistake. Mm -hmm. Don't do it again. They don't think about it again. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, Or is it a combination? They turn around, they run Mm -hmm. back. And then the whole time they're like, but that was still the right, I I know it. And then all of a sudden it's, well, why didn't you, you're not good enough. Why you're so fill in the blank, right? All this name calling. And if we Mm -hmm. can figure out how we're responding to other people's negative feedback, we can figure out what, what do I need? to be able to continue mm. forward? Do I need some nurturance? Do I need some verbal support from other people around me? Do I need um, mm. like physical support from other people around me? Have I lost my support system? and need to build a new one in the process. Um, mm. Do I need to find other people to help me along this journey or is it something internal I need to work on? Mm. I love that, I love that. What are some ways that people can discern whether the support that they're going for is actually the one for them? <laughs> Because again, you know, there are so many people out there saying, hey, like there's this whole thing of people coming to your inboxes and like, hey, I'm a healer. Can I heal you from your trauma and play your past life, Dubri what's it and shaman your way? Like how do people start making more empowering choices in the face of so much being offered, right? In terms of support that they can take up. Yeah. That's a really great question because you're absolutely right. There's things all over the place, which Mm -hmm. is one, it's a double-edged sword, right? On the one hand, Mm -hmm. 
there's so much that some people have trouble sorting through what is the best fit for me. And on the other mm-hmm. hand, there's so much that there's a whole bunch of possibilities about what could be the best fit for you. And what's the best fit mm-hmm. for you is different than what's best fit for someone else. Um, mm-hmm. And so I think some of it, honestly, I think much of life and same with writing the script is trial and error. You might go mm-hmm. to a shaman and be like, that was not for me, but now, mm-hmm. you know, right. If we're, you're, if mm-hmm. we're honest with ourselves of saying, do you know what? Mm-hmm. That wasn't for me. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, versus no, someone told me that this was the right path. So I have to continue to go. Mm-hmm. If you have those feelings inside. That's like, this isn't for me, but I'm doing it for somebody else or something else. Mm-hmm. That's not your support. That's not your mm-hmm. person. Amazing. Amazing. Cause one of the things that I have is, um, I've had recently, I've had a couple of people who I can actually help, right? And then I see them self-sabotaging, getting the help that they need, and then having to call myself out on judging what they need and what they don't need and saying, well, maybe I'm not their person. And that's been a really interesting Mm -hmm. journey for me as a person. I'm not one that, I don't do the DM slide. You know, I'm not like, hey, I'm going to help you. Mm -hmm. I I kind of receive people's input. But I'm talking to people that come and ask me for help about something. We've discussed it through and identified that this would be supportive of them. And then you see the sabotaging patterns come in. So it's interesting that, you know, our judgments as the one on the other side could be that we're the person, but we might actually not be the person. And that could just be that person's journey on finding who their person actually is. Yep, exactly. Um, and mm-hmm. I think as helpers, that's one of the best things we can do. I know I've had mm-hmm. my own journey with figuring yeah. that out, right? <laughs> but being able to say like, I might not be your person. My role mm-hmm. in your healing journey might be to pass you off to your person. That mm-hmm. might be it for us, right? And that's mm-hmm. enough. That's exactly what my purpose with you is supposed to be. It doesn't have mm-hmm. to be more just because your friend or your coworker, you read something about me that you think mm-hmm. I'd be the best fit when we're actually working together, I might still not be. And mm-hmm. that's totally okay for you. And that's totally okay for me. That's not a, a reflection necessarily on me either. Mm-hmm. That's beautiful. It looks like both as helpers and the helped we've got some unlearning to do about the scripts that we've been running on these narratives that we've been holding about what our role is and what other people should be doing. And we're all offered the opportunity to kind of wipe this slate clean and just start asking what we're here to do, what lights us up, what feels good, you know, what feels aligned for us and then making new choices from there. Right. Exactly. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm. So I just want to just dig into this. So we're in Iowa. Yes. And you only work with people in Iowa. So I'm actually on the border of, we're located on the border of Iowa and Illinois. So um, the way that for therapy and the licensure works is that I can work with people as long as they are located in the state of Iowa when we meet. So they they may live in Illinois. They could live in Colorado, it, but, but they have they to be in, in Iowa when Yes. So how does that work with the yep. virtual world then? So, yeah. So the virtual world has been really interesting <laughs> in that sense. Um, so I, I have uh, really thought about maybe I need to expand, like get licensed in at least Illinois, but for, I have really amazing clients um, who during the virtual time, they would actually 
drive over the bridge and sit in their oh. car in Iowa and we would meet. <laughs> I would be in my office, they would be in their car and then they would drive home. <laughs> and that would be how we would That's meet dedication. during That's that dedication. time. Mm-hmm. That's dedication. That's dedication. Yep. So for all of our listeners in Iowa or in <laughs> Illinois and ready to get over the bridge, we've got... Yes. <laughs> Definitely got someone to help you. But um, I just want to thank you. This has been really enriching. Um, I definitely feel warmed and and uplifted and uh, nourished by our time together. Is there anything that you really want to make sure that listeners get in their nuggins before we start to wrap this up and bring it home a little bit? Um, I think the biggest thing I want people to take away during their time with me, honestly, as a human being, whether that be in the therapy room or outside of it, is that that if I don't believe anybody needs permission to rewrite their script, Mm -hmm. right? But if anybody is listening and thinking, can I, should I, am I allowed to? I want you to know that you totally have permission to rewrite Mm -hmm. it. And then I encourage you to take that permission that I'm giving you right here, right now (laughs) and give it to yourself every day, because that is the first step in rewriting your script. Uh, Amazing, amazing. Well, guys, you heard it here first. Permission to rewrite the script. Uh, for those who are in Iowa or ready to drive over the bridge from Illinois, what's the best way to get home again? <laughs> yes. So you can find out more information about me at themadtherapy.com. You can also find out more information about my other therapists as well, because yeah. as we've already talked about, I might not be the best fit for you, but one of them might yeah. be. Um, some of them are licensed in Illinois, so you don't have to drive across the bridge what? for some of them. Um, Amazing. I know it's wild, <laughs> but that would be the best way. All my contact information is on there, madtherapy.com. Love it, love it, love it. Well, thank you so much for your time today. I really appreciate you. Guys, head over to badtherapy.com just to say hello and just let her know how this episode was for you. As always, share this episode with someone who will be served and nourished by it too. Keep dreaming with your eyes open. And remember, you can consciously choose a more abundant, joyful, purpose-driven life. Bye for now. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of Do It With Dan with your host, Daniel McGenna. For more great content and to stay up to date, visit dmpotv.com. We'll catch you on the next episode of Do It With Dan.